0: We may never know, Uther, I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here, uh,
1: faces. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore, uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you.
1: Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft.
2: Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 72, the show that is ready for some timey-wimey badness. It's not even a phrase I came up with. It sounds like it would be, but it's not. So each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. My name is Allie, whose hopes for an infinite pirate dragon mount have been reignited. And I'm joined by the one who's going to have... One of his in-game dreams come true, just maybe not in the way he wants it. No, nope. It's Jen,
3: Not the way I wanted it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not at all. But
2: wait, <laughs> but wait, there is more. I knew you were going to issues with that. We are very excited to have a fantastic guest with us today. She is a fellow lore enthusiast who, absolutely rocking the lore corner over at Wowhead, is Discordian Kitty. Hello.
0: Hi, how are you
2: doing? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited. We we both really enjoy all your articles. Every time we've heard you, like I've told you every pre-show, but like you're you're great, and so we're super excited to have you join us. But for the listeners who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How long you've been playing WoW? How long you've been playing for wa- playing for Wowhead? you play for Wowhead? Uh, right for Wowhead. <laughs> and anything else you want us to know?
0: Thank you so much. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I've been playing WoW on and off since Burning Crusade. I didn't play on my own character at first um, so I've only had my own profile since Cataclysm. (laughs) Um, I've been writing for Warhead for the last three years or so. I got into I got really into the lore around the time of um, Legion. I'd already like I I was always into the lore because I played Warcraft 3 but then I got completely lost during Mr. Pandaria and I think around Legion, I I really sat down and studied the law, and now I love it. It's great.
2: And Legion definitely brought an extra layer of lore, and it was fantastic. Um, So what have you been up to in-game? What do you you like to do? Well,
0: I've been trying to catch up, because I've been on holiday, so um, I missed (laughs) Patch 1.0.7. I sort of wrote the lore guide for it, and then I left for a month. So I still haven't opened up all my vaults i still haven't gotten that snail mount so what you know the, the one you get from collecting all the little things from doing that I, two I hourly cooldown
2: I, I haven't either it's okay
0: so while everyone <laughs> else is in Zaralak caverns i've been in the forbidden reach
3: <laughs> wow your, your game time sounds a bit like mine i'm i think i opened like literally maybe five vaults like and i was like oh that's the, why does everyone think this is great? And then apparently you need like 32 keys or whatever, and I'm like It's <laughs> a lot of keys.
2: <laughs> a lot of keys, a lot of rares. I'm I really enjoyed it, and I'm enjoying 1015, but I'm really tired of killing a bunch of rares all the time.
0: <laughs> I still wanna know, is there a reason to kill the rares? It, like in the in Zara-like Caverns? because I can't see one other than the occasional mount
2: or toy. The shadow flame fragments you get to upgrade gear. But, but you can get those raiding. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, if you're raiding and stuff, like, at that point, like, it, it, you get to a point where it's not really an up anymore because you're beyond that. You're, at, like, the whelpling and whatever the other crests are. So at a point, no, there's not a whole lot unless you're really into collecting all the different things that drop from them. I'll kill the ones who drop mounts and toys, but beyond yeah. that...
3: I don't even know yeah. which ones drop mounts and toys. <laughs> I so mind.
2: <laughs> is is it Handy Nose that tells me or is it all the things? It's Wildhead well, that tells me. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> well, Jim, what have you been up to?
3: Me. Um wow. Not a lot of wow, I'll tell you that. Not not <laughs> not wow. Um, so today, uh, if you look closely. I have these little white speckles on my hands, because I am currently in the middle of painting my garage, but I'm not even painting it yet. I'm still putting all the speckle and putty compound to, you know, Are you making
2: that noise when you even do it, it, too?
3: Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing today, and this entire time off that I have, that's that's my, my goal, is I'm going to be actually finishing my garage. Yeah. So, yeah, when I told you, I was like, yeah, I'm taking off two weeks at work. And you're like, oh, wow, I hope you get a lot of time to rest and recover. And No, I'm painting my garage. <laughs> like, why, would, why would I rest and recover? That's just silly. No, It's all about
2: balance, stuff? you know, like paint and then take a break. Mm. And then paint and take a break. When it needs to, like, dry and stuff.
3: Okay, sure. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. Once I get the primer up and all that good stuff and then I go to the paint, yeah, I guess there's some rest in there. But now I'm going to have a lot of fun. In fact, on Saturday, I ran a uh, 10K. That was fun. Uh, and I, I won. And I'm not even going to say it was a race. It's not. I, might, I would not classify this thing as a race because uh, I looked at how many hills there were that I had to run up. Uh, it was about 1,000 feet. It was about 1,000 feet Woo! of vertical ascent that I was having
2: to do with the stupid a lot. hills.
3: Yeah. So, my goodness, that was a, that was crazy. So, yeah, my time off so far has been jam-packed with stuff to do. And it's been a ton of fun, but that's really all I've been doing because I think I've I've raided once and then I missed the last week, as so and now I'm going to probably raid again, so yeah, we're going back to abris Nifty. But I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, Allie, what have you been up to?
1: Hmm?
2: <laughs> uh, more than you both. I feel like a slacker because I've been gaming more. <laughs> <laughs> but not... T- like no, I guess it's t- So I have... So for Raid... We killed the first boss on heroic, and then we're eight of nine on normal. We got Starcrest down to 21% on our best pull. So, but we, we learned some lessons. So, hopefully, this week we'll get him down on normal. And I've been killing a lot of ra- rares, as I said. But I'm at that point where, like, I'm kind of done with that, as, as we we're mentioning. So, I'm starting to, like, take care of other things in my bags. Like, we have so many things that are collect. This item, this item, and this item and turn it into this NPC to get a mount and things like that. And my bag space needs some help. <laughs> so I took some time <laughs> to go through and finally like collect these different items, get a couple mounts, get things out of my bags a bit. I still have a lot of work to do from my bags, but it was a good start. <laughs> Slowly knocking things. don't don't mock me. <laughs> I see that face.
3: <laughs> I, I'm just laughing because... You're actually you're taking the time to to do this. Because last time I was making a joke that we should do a Allie's World of Warcraft Hoarder Edition Her Bags episode. Oh, don't
2: worry. <laughs> That's just my bags. My bank is a whole different story.
3: Oh, okay. So that you're, could you're not, be our
2: Jube Patreon
3: okay. if so you want. You have, you while you're here, your we can
2: go through it together. <laughs> well,
3: that sounds beautiful. All right. Sounds like a hot mess. <laughs>
0: Nothing beats a brew shared between friends.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Well, we will start with our guest. Discordian Kitty, what are you drinking?
0: So I'm having wine. Um, It's wine I brought back from South Africa. Ooh. um, From one of my favorite wine farms, Warwick Estate.
2: Absolutely delicious. Very, very cool. It's very fancy. It feels very, at least compared to what I, just compared to what I drink, it sounds very fancy. (laughs) <laughs> and delicious.
3: What, a, what kind of wine is it? Like, not, not a Merlot or not anything like that. I'm just curious.
2: It's a Shiraz.
3: All right. All right. Allie, what are you drinking? I'm curious.
2: Um, I went with my classic uh, Dr. Pepper and Captain Morgan's because I was kind of <laughs> in a hurry, picking the dogs out and stuff and working out. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get all reliable.
3: Well, you should feel... Just as fine, because you know, especially because it was like nothing beats a brew shared between friends, right? Right. So I decided right. to go with a cold brew. <laughs> <from> Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. There uh, you go. Because spe- this is specifically the uh, the chocolate cream cold brew. So it literally tastes like a malt ball. It's great. It tastes like malt ball.
2: When did that come out?
3: Uh, it's been out for more than a year, that's for sure. But yeah, it so well,
2: it shows how little I've gone to Starbucks. but mm-hmm. That sounds delicious, probably, and I might have to get thing. it. It's probably a good thing, <laughs> it's probably a good thing.
3: But yeah, it uh, it literally tastes like a chocolate malt bowl, and it's freaking good. So yeah, that's what I'm drinking because I got more painting to do, and then I also have to go to my mother in law's birthday party and uh, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. I'm busy, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. so I need the caffeine. All right. Oh, I just realized that, that it's my job to do things, isn't it? <laughs> yes, right. it is. Okay, there we go. Uh, since it is my job, I will go ahead and do my job and say, hey, everyone, do you like supporting shows that talk about your hobbies and interests that you're also into? Hmm? Yes, no. Do you find yourself talking back to the host out loud while listening to your car or riding on a train? If you answered yes to any of those questions, stay tuned until the end of the show, and you can find out how you can help me keep this show in our... Silly habits going. Ooh, I have a button now.
2: (laughs) How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? So many buttons. (laughs) So excited about it. So in our continuation of, you know, continually bringing up what's new with the ABK business and all that jazz, which is a whole can of worms. In the continuing saga of Microsoft's acquisition of ABK, we have news that China's state administration for market regulation unconditionally approved the deal. So now the big roadblocks are the ones who blocked it, Uh, like the uh, UK, I think that one's still going, and then the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, uh, who sued to block the deal. And that trial apparently is supposed to start in August. So I don't know. We'll see how that all plays out.
3: I find it funny that originally they were like, oh, this is going to be all wrapped up uh, June, July of 2023. And the trial isn't even scheduled to start until August. It's like, Huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you're going to be done by June, July. So that's it's going to take a little bit longer than than that. I don't think we'll probably have a resolution until 2024.
2: Well, I was. I didn't know what China was going to do about it because of the whole thing that happened with you know ABK and China closing that contract. So That's probably why they say but they I probably, don't
1: care.
2: But they're probably all about you know Microsoft taking over so they can actually work something out again. Maybe who knows. I would, I don't know. I don't know. Screen K, do you have any thoughts on that business? Mostly
0: I've just been watching it. Um I don't know if it's if it's going to happen or not, but it seems positive at the moment with a lot of people saying it's fine. Any ideas how long the trial would be?
3: I have nothing to go off of to to guess how long it could be because I know in certain, you know, contract negotiations and back and forth between like billion dollar company and other billion dollar company they can last years and years but when it's just the uh, federal agency suing a company to try and block them they usually get wrapped up a little sooner than that so mm, a couple months is probably the the longest how long it would be so like I said I think we'll probably have an answer my guess would be late 2023 early 2024 but, yeah, that's, that's just a very uneducated guess, in my opinion.
2: <laughs> All right, well, should we move on? Get into the things. Yeah, let's go, Fred. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you jump about? What you, what you talking about? <laughs> a few weeks ago, the first episode of WowCast came out on YouTube. It was an Embers of Neltharian developer chat hosted by Bethany Stout, otherwise known as Linksy. She's great. Uh, she talked about talked with the associate game director, Morgan Day and League game role designer, Maria Hamilton. It's about half an hour long. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. At the end of this episode, we get a sneak peek of what's to come in patch 10 1, 5 I wrote seven, but I meant five. We also got an updated roadmap to reflect this, which is nice. And what has me personally excited is the... mega yeah. Okay, for those who don't know, it's... It's not just a regular dungeon. It's it's mega. It's epic. So you got to put some oomph in there. Mega dungeon. So we're going to take time, because <laughs> I'm a dork, uh, this episode to talk about what we've learned, speculate on what may happen, and what this means for the future. That does mean that this here episode will contain spoilers. You have been warned.
1: I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you
2: got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs.
3: That's right. Spoilers ahead. A whole bunch. Because Discordian Kitty's here. She's going to spoil the shit out of everything. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be
2: awesome because she knows so much and it's all great. (laughs) All right. So I do want to take a moment first to start with the concept of Mega Dungeons. In general, do we enjoy them? Do we have a favorite one? Likes and dislikes? I feel like the opinion about Mega Dungeons is kind of all over the place in the community at times. So uh, Discordian Kitty, what do you think about Mega Dungeons? Do you like them? So I'm going to reveal myself
0: and point out the fact that I hate dungeons, not what they are. I love dungeons as a concept, but I hate running them. It doesn't matter. Heroic, mythic, mega dungeon, anything. I can't stand it. So I'll only ever do a dungeon once or twice in an expansion. Maybe a few more times if I'm really pushing myself. That said, I think Mega dungeons are awesome because they always have such great lore around them.
2: Yeah, that's and some of them it's more, you know, fun, silly lore. and Some of it like this one we're getting actually has some like meaty lore bits to it. I'm I'm excited. Uh, Jim, what do you think about mega dungeons?
3: Well, I am kind of a lot like Discord and Kitty. I It's not that I hate dungeons. I like dungeons, um, but I don't run them often. For example, I gave a perfect example. Tajvesh or whatever lost city, blah blah blah. That one, I ran it once. <laughs> I made it to the last boss, didn't kill him. Right, the pug group fell apart. Never tried it again. I was like, nah, I saw it all. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got the whole thing.
2: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair.
3: All right. Uh, back in, I believe it was Legion with Karazhan. Think I ran that one time, and then I was like, that's enough. Um, I, I got, I got it. I mean, I was like. Psyched because like the spirit of Medivh was there, and I was like, Oh, sweet, this is cool. And then you go through the little <laughs> where you shrink down tunnel. Oh man, <laughs> that was the best.
0: You know what? I still haven't done that one. It's a I good one. I forgot at the time, and I've never gone back and done it. I should do that.
2: Yeah, that you can go fun. back and solo it. You can totally solo it.
0: Yeah. It's what I've been waiting for.
3: And the uh, the the sh- the shwoosh, woosh, the freaking like go through <laughs> the tunnel, like the like you're in uh, the Willy Walker like tunnel. <laughs> not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing.
4: Are the fires of hell aglowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes, the danger must be growing,
2: for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are
3: slowing! Still, still, still awesome. So, totally, it,
2: worth it, it. really is. Yeah. And the medieval bits are awesome. The conversations, um, I don't want to say too much because Discord and Kitty, like, you haven't seen it. You should go go do it. You'll see. It's awesome, especially the medieval bits. Yeah. that's good.
3: Mechagon, that one was, that oh, was all right.
2: I, I finished that
3: one, I, I did it, but never, never went back, never never ran through like because that's the other thing is is with the with the Mara dungeon they always like to split them into <laughs> two wings uh with the whole mythic plus thing right and they're like yeah. oh this is, you know you got two more dungeons in the rotation yay yeah I never I've never done one of those <laughs> 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 None of ones not of once have I done that um I don't know like I got a little bit more into Uh, The whole Mythic Plus thing with season one of Dragonflight. So
2: maybe. Yeah, I think you outranked me. I finished with like 16 something.
3: Yeah, I finished in the 17s. So I guess I technically did beat you. Oh, no. You did. Oh, no. I won. Uh, I'm glad I did do it because I got that freaking Vrykul... Horn, and I could turn it into a rikle. Oh, now. did you? Yeah, nice, yeah. It's a, it's congrats. My trinket. I like that. It's good. I don't even know if it's a good trinket. I just use it because I turn it into a rikle. I don't care. <laughs>
0: it's like I my don't... favorite trinket is still the one that you throw a fish at someone. <laughs> yes. I just want to see
2: that graphic back. It's so funny. I really there's so many trinkets that do really fun things like that, or the one back in Pandaria where we got socks. Like it was a trinket that like we use it. The, the little, like, raccoon, whatever, uh, socks.
3: I thought it was like you put <laughs> socks on your character? Like,
2: what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, we do have socks in the game now with, like, Christmas socks and stuff. It, it could work.
3: Uh, okay. Yeah. They
2: can make fun socks. You never know.
3: Yeah, I remember, I remember that quest line now because my little dwarven buddy was like, Come on, socks. Let's get out of here before you get sniped.
2: I really wish a lot of these trinkets that do fun things like that on use. I wish somehow they would turn it into toys. I still have that trinket in my bags. Wait, did it, Did I? Did I delete it? You it sh- might be in my bank. I, it. I, <laughs> I have a couple things in my bank. I'm hoping just one day it would become a toy somehow, some way, some magical way. Just like I held on to a couple of white pieces, hoping that someday it'd be part of transmog. That's they should I'm about. give
0: engineers the ability to add a, a, like a cosmetic only addition oh, to a Ooh,
2: Yes, that would be really
3: cool. Speaking of cosmetic, that's the that's the reason why the best trinket in the game ever it will still be and always will be Deathbringers will because you not What's only on do, you, do? Turn into a Vrykul, you turn into a Vrakle, you turn into a Tonka at one point, and I think there's another another <laughs> thing that you turn into. It's, it's freaking great.
2: <laughs> is it random, like which one you turn into?
3: Yeah, yes, it is okay. random. Uh, you turn there's three different things that you turn into. Uh, it's a uh, it's from ICC too. I mean, obviously, it's like from the best best raid of all time. ICC, 25 man, well,
2: uh, Obviously.
3: Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. So yeah, Mega Dungeons. Uh, hey, Allie, I'm going to ask the dumbest question on the planet. Do you like Mega Dungeons?
2: My answer is, is going to surprise you. I do. So for the record, I like Mega Dungeons. I love when we do get some lore and story from them. Like Mechagon, there wasn't much story to that, right? But for example, Karazhan, um, Tazavesh was cool, but again, like, nothing that really pertained to well, the, uh, overall lore, well, right? Well, the dungeon itself well,
3: didn't, but you could pick at the notes, right? That's well, yeah, the- like, the so notes were cool.
2: Speculation but, in terms of it. Yeah, like, that part of it was really cool, but, like, otherwise, it was, like, it, 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 was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I'm really excited about this upcoming one, because I feel like there's even more speculation, even with, like, possible, like, bosses and stuff. But having said that, when Mega Dungeons first come out, it is really hard to get a five-man group to commit to the hour, whatever it takes to get through a full mega dungeon when it first comes out. Yeah, why
3: do you think my group fell apart? <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> like it's so and like unless you manage to like pull in friends who can commit to a time and have that whole time free, it's really tricky. I think I ran Tazifesh once when it was a full Mega Dungeon because it's hard to get everyone together for a full, that full, that's a lot of bosses. So it'll probably be the same one as this, where I'm able to, you know, scramble together friends or guildies to do one full dungeon. And then that'll probably be the last time I see it until they split it up into the two w- different wings. And then I'll run it a couple of different times on Mythic Plus or even just Mythic so I can see it and really like take it all in.
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to amend my uh, my answer a little bit. Mega dungeons are great when you uh, participate in a mega dungeon by um, browsing uh, Wowhead articles about him because because <laughs> I don't, well, let's put it this way I spent so much friggin' time running around um, Legacy of Tear to find the, like all five books I don't yeah. even know why I did it they were all on Wowhead I just read them. <laughs> like, I don't know why I picked up the books I just I was like oh I have to pick up the books so yeah.
2: Well, one day maybe they'll give us bookcases. Yes, hopefully. There's been a call for it from so many different people in the community. So some kind of bookcase or player housing with a bookcase, which would be just the perfect sol- solving of everything. Or just a library tab. Like, we have a collection tab of so many different things now. Give us one that has books. Oh, uh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Then it should be, like... I'm not a programmer, and I know they have spaghetti code to work with. So this is coming from someone who's totally ignorant, but I would imagine it'd be fairly doable to just give us a tab in the collections.
3: That honestly wouldn't be that challenging. Like, so I, I say, just do it, Blizzard. Give me, give me my books. I need, <laughs> I need my books so they can get out of my freaking bag because uh, I do keep some books, <laughs> especially the cool ones, like the one where Odin was like, "Don't say anything about the first ones." I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the thing right like this this expansion lo- alone added so many great books plus we have other books that we would never get rid of like the um preface from last expansion and other things like that like ones that i'm gonna go back to and yes like i can go to wowhead and, I, and that's great but as a collector who's also a completionist i like to have it in my bags because sometimes when i'm sitting there waiting for raid or whatever i will look through these books again need them. I think we found out why your bags are cluttered. Yeah. Well, that's part we of it. Yes, we, yeah, my, bank, it my bank and my bags. Or, <laughs> like, for example, the pages from What's-His-Face Farim last expansion.
3: You still have those? All...
2: <laughs> Shush. Yes, I do. <laughs> they're I all still individual. have those as well. My Thank bank. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all individual pages. I feel like we should be able to click on them and put them all in one book. Agreed. That would give us like what, six slots right there? Like, put them together.
0: <laughs> we get a book. I mean, if you are collecting books and you're putting them in your bank, 10.0.7 had like some ridiculous number of books to add as well. Like, yeah. we're running out of backspace very quickly here. Yeah. yeah. Infinite backspace
3: now. Oh,
2: that, I don't think it'll ever happen, but that would be amazing.
3: Ooh, infinite <laughs> backspace. Wow. that I can only see, the how hoarderish <laughs> Sally would get if she had <laughs> infinite backspace. <laughs>
2: I mean maybe she but i have times where I'd go through and clean it up <laughs> it does help that there's some things like greys and whites or transmog now like that helps you know like there's little things they do over time that helps with my banks just anymore. yeah turning a bunch of stuff into toys was a great start yes now they need to make the, the murloc wands they need to make my murloc wands a toy finally <laughs> so I can just have it and not like the 10 stacks I have of it
3: yeah, um. <laughs> I, I actually have a little bit of a problem with the whole like uh, you can transmog gray white now. I, I need to like f- maybe figure out the add-on setting to just tell it to. I don't care, vendor those grays. <laughs> like, no, vendor them please. Because <laughs> uh, I have a you know I think it's an LVI setting or whatever where it's just like whenever I, I go to a vendor, it, it vendors them all now. It doesn't vendor the actual armor anymore because it's like, no, you can transmog this. Don't you want to keep it? No, no, I don't. It's a horrible transplant. It's terrible. But you that?
0: could still collect it. Yes, but it. you still want to collect it. Exactly.
3: <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm good. Because most of the time it's like cloth and other crap. And I'm like, uh, I only play one and you, That's
2: true. You, you don't have a lot of alts. so.
3: Oh, I do have a lot of alts. They just never they're, they're never well, played. That's the you don't
2: play them. Um, yeah. yeah.
3: Last time I played a lot of alts was Miss of Pandaria.
2: Anyways, we should probably get back to. I mean, this. We can't. We can just talk about old,
3: <laughs> gray items. I mean, we're gonna be here fun. a long
2: time if we start talking about my bank. Um, so, <laughs> in this Wowcast episode that I mentioned earlier, Marie Hamilton actually gives us a few tidbits to go off of for this mega dungeon, and and I wrote them down. I was very excited. She says that it's supposed to give us some resolution about Nazdormu and Murazond. She says, and I quote, "We have Chromie and Evil Chromie, Murazond and Nazdormu. And Galacron. She also said that we get an idea about what Evrithkron is up to, and she also said that there's going to be, and I quote, "timy wimy badness." <laughs> okay. That is what she said, word for word. And I was so excited. I'm like, "Oh, I like you, Maria Hamilton. We need more of you."
3: <laughs> Timy wimy
2: badness. Timy wimy badness.
3: Yeah, I think this is actually why I'm, for the first time, actually really excited about the Mega Dungeon. Because it actually ties into like the quest that we started with and like, the, yeah. you know, in the whole leveling experience, whereas opposed to all other mega dungeons, it was just like these, well, while still cool, like I'm not going to say it was lame. It didn't tie into the actual overarching story, typically, like the freaking Karazhan one, maybe because a little, it tied in a little bit. And then obviously, you know, Mechagon, that was just like. Well, it's fun. Let's go do Mechagon. Uh, that really that was totally not related. And then when what well, is it? Was the, and then Tazimash was like it was just like, hey, broker stuff. I mean, wow, cool. It kind of led into like it gave us a hint of where we were going, but it yeah, yeah. Didn't tie into the questing over and like the, the actual story of oh the Shadowlands and it was just like, Hey, there's some brokers here. Yep, there's that too. into
0: some of the only interesting story of the Shadowlands, though, to be fair.
3: <laughs> that, that's true. true. That's true. <laughs>
2: well, <it> did.
3: <laughs> yeah, the brokers were probably the best part of the Shadowlands, in my opinion, especially considering at the end of the, you know, on the uh, I think it's Cartel, Cartel Ta, I think is the one who wrote, wrote that one, um, was basically like, yeah, we're going to set up a base of operation on uh, Azeroth proper now. Still haven't seen that, but uh, that
2: was. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel like it's coming yet exactly they're probably giving dragonflies like a breather you know we might we'll dip into Shadowlands sometime time we already have but maybe next expansion they'll be like oh look there's a broker over there maybe in when we still haven't seen point two or point three so who knows yeah who freaking knows what's gonna happen with 1015 already on the ptr we're getting more info on this mega dungeon uh gin so i can drink some water will you drink will you drink will you read the adventure guide for us
3: the bronze temple has lain dormant for millennia, awaiting a time when its dragonflight would return. But just as the bronze dragons have reclaimed their sacred temple, dark forces now threaten to overtake it. Will the infinites take hold of the timeway and bring about the rise of Murazond? The champions of Azeroth must venture into time itself to ensure that the future remains a bright one.
2: Ooh, that sounds fun. Yes. Yeah, so wh- what? Just right now, before we start diving into it what is everyone's initial thoughts okay so
0: I love the infinite dragonflight um and it's impossible not to stand at the moment with
2: Morchi <laughs> right I mean goth chromie looks awesome I'm all for goth chromie. I just love her she's amazing <laughs> now
3: now is Morchi truly the goth chromie or is it the chromie with the apostrophe because she's the uh, the old god one I think I think the old God one might be a little more goth because <laughs> Kathromi. Kith- Kathromi, is how it's spelled. That's
0: totally that is good. Either way, I love them both.
3: Yeah, super looking forward to as much Chromie as possible because Chromie is the best. I, th- I think it would be really funny if this actually t- turns into be one of the resolutions from the death of Chromie scenario because I mean, we still don't really have a resolution there, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, did they ever... I love that scenario. Did they ever figure out who was behind
2: it? I don't think so. Now, truth be told, one of my shames, I have not finished that yet. I need to go back and do that. May I do that this week? Oh, I I used
0: to farm that scenario because um, if you do it during time walking, I don't know if it's still like this.
2: You get so many badges. Oh, I do like badges. That might be my future this week.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, to actually answer the question, I believe the answer is no. As I've ran through it, I got my, like, Time Lord it was cosmetic armor. And no, I don't. It was just like, "Hey, you kept me from dying," but I don't know who's doing it.
0: I think I remember Infinite Dragonfly, but that might have just been what I concluded personally.
3: Yeah, I don't. It definitely didn't give a name. That's for sure. It wasn't like uh oh, Morchi <laughs> or something. No, like that.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> new. It could be Morchi. It could be Eternus. Like, I, I, I can definitely see us possibly getting resolution from that with this, even if it's just like a little like. Easter egg, the only, you know, lore people in the community really pick up. I can see that being a thing. Yeah. And then just screen can write an article about it. And it's going to be great. And she'll tell us all.
3: <laughs> this whole dungeon, like, it's I'm super excited for it because it's like, I feel like like this is the kind of like almost like the best way of dealing with a lot of these storylines where it's like, oh, they're not going to resurrect Alacron or, like, or at least, I mean, it doesn't seem that that's the what they're going to do is. It's more like, oh, let's go back in time and see what's happening. I'm just, I guess what I'm really excited for is just their take on the time travel here. Because it seems like we're going to be bouncing back and forth in time quite a bit. Almost like the uh, the questing experience where we went like way back in time and then back into the future. And then Asmerloth, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we like do something like that in the dungeon where we're We'd, going
2: through. We do, not in the dungeon, but we do in 1015. Oh, okay. So we going to be bouncing around. There's, there's going to be um, time rifts, I think they're called. Time rift events or something. hmm Yep. And and we get to see some different versions of everything, including we get to go back to Asmorloth. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> you know what I noticed about Asmoloth is that famous Murloc enemies from our world are our allies in Asmoloth. Which means if we had just talked to them, they could have been our allies in this right? way as well. always makes me feel really bad. It's like, if we were poor, that's what we could be, but we're not, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we could be the bad guy. I mean, it's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> I spent so much time in Asmoloth just looking at every single NPC... I went everywhere. I went places that you're not supposed to go and the graphics like just like instead of like being done or invisible wall, they kind of go off into developer land and in the distance you can see it's just like a blank space here and then a wall over there that's just like white or something. Um, it was a lot of fun
3: though. A random <laughs> sign on the excited. ground that said, why are you here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wish they had done that. That would have been awesome because like Wormrest Temple, when you go to like the back side of Wormrest Temple, like that's where it all starts. So that would have been really cool.
3: Yeah, that would be a good. Yeah. yeah, I'm assuming you can't um, go down into the section where you no. old god fights. Were, I think
0: though. it just teleports you back. Yeah, eventually. I was also so sad. Anywhere, I wanted yeah. to explore as like Murloc,
2: Northridge, just the whole thing it would have been amazing. I used my Murloc wand toy—not toys It should be a toy. My Murloc wand, <laughs> and just danced with all the Murlocs. It was, it was so. Especially at the end when we were like everyone's partying because like we we you know defeated death girl, 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 whatever his name was. <laughs> and, and then the, there, we were having a party. So I put on my wand. I was like, yeah, let's go. I
3: need more of that and other possible weird versions of, of Chromie and the time, time ways. That I'm super excited about that.
2: Well, and it's, it's really, one thing I really like about the infinite Dragonflight is we get a lot of the, the what ifs, you know, if we look at um, end times as a dungeon, I know a lot of people don't like running end times, I like running it because it's really fun to see, you know, what would happen if Toronto was bad. And, you know, we get to see Deathwing impaled on um, Wormrest Temple because he's a tool, you know, like things like that. Like that was really cool. And so to I've always been interested in Infinite Dragonflight and what they were up to. I know some people don't like the time you want me stuff, but I, I like it. It's just it's intriguing from a lore perspective, like the, the what ifs, you know? It's just super cool to think about. The ultimate
3: plans of the, the you know say like Nazoth and, and what their plans were and, and things like that and ultimately what the their vision of the future is supposed to be right because that's what you would you would get kind of got a glimpse of in End Times and it's just like I like leading more into like what's going on in, in Dragonflight right, right now it's like okay so the Infinite Dragonflight stole the 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 disc for for Tears Memories or whatever right there. right so. Why? Why why did they do that? Why did they not want us to bring Tyr back? What did Tyr have? What is what was Tyr gonna be doing? I mean, that that's a question that I have. Like hopefully we get some type of resolution there. And then on top of it, it's like I'm still convinced that Murazond and and Nasdormu aren't necessarily Nazdormu becoming Murazond. It almost feels like Naz nah, is Nazdormu from an alternate timeline. That's actually what it seems to be alluding to, at least in my reading of what's going on.
0: I've noticed this, um, I've noted, like some, some people are also saying with Chromie, there was a popular theory that Eternus becomes Chromie, that Chromie turns into Eternus, that it's future Chromie. And then the fact that Morchi is actually established an alternate Chromie, not future Chromie, um means Aeternus could be another version of Infinite Chromie. Yeah. Um, theoretically. Like, we've just seen a bunch of Chromies with a whole bunch of different names. So it is possible. Honestly, what I really want to personally see tackled is well, I'm always like this. I i don't like the idea that oh no, the Infinites are evil. Irredeemable. Like, what if there was just one version of the Infinites? Because we can see there's more than one. Um, so like, if in the same way that you get a Chromie that becomes an infinite dragon, can you not get an infinite Chromie who's not evil, you know? Um, or an infinite Dragonflight that's not evil, they're just questioning the Titan version of
2: order. Which, as we've seen, like, we're starting to see more and more that maybe they're not the good guys we thought, so... It feels like the Bronze are fighting a
0: losing battle anyway because we've already established there's alternate timelines that exist... Separately, parallel, differently. Like, there's no one true timeline because alternate Draenor exists where thrall- um, Durotan and Drucker don't have Thrall. And that's fine. It hasn't caused the end of the universe and it hasn't destroyed that world or our world. So we can have alternate timelines. Yeah. And we can have crossover with them because, again, alternate Draenor exists and we've got, like... We've been there and we can go there and people from there can come here. So what's so important about this one true timeline, anyway?
3: Yeah, you could even point out that like the bronze has already meddled in the timelines too. Like the the War of the Ancients is a perfect example of Well, the one true timeline also involves us sending a bunch of heroes back in time because in order for because the the old gods were messing with the timeline, so we had to mess with the timelines to ensure the one true timeline it's like like you're not, you're not really adhering to this concept of the one true timeline. You're more adhering to the one true outcome, right? <laughs> well,
0: right there, you've kind of hit on it. Because when they say one true timeline, what they mean is one true timeline according to order. That's what right. order says is yep. the one true timeline. And as we know, we are beginning to question the idea that one particular side of the cosmological tra- chart is right about everything.
3: And I think they really started dabbling in that, going back to what we were talking about uh, at the very beginning of the episode, was Legion, right? When Zero was like, hey, I'm the light, but um, (laughs) hey, I'm also kind of an authoritarian, awful person that's not really going to take into account what your feelings on this matter is. Right? I'm just going to force it, even if, uh, even if Elidin, you are part of this supposed prophecy and we need to make sure that it happens. No, we're just going to make sure that this happened, even if you feel that your destiny is your own. And now they're doing it more with the order too. Like, for example, you know, Odin. We've already known Odin's always been kind of an ass face. like <laughs> We've established that for a long time.
2: Says says the warrior main.
3: Well, okay, yes, it's true. We know. <laughs> I I drank the Kool Aid. right there in Jonestown. I just happened to survive. <laughs> I live to tell the tale. And yeah, now we're getting notes from you know, the legacy of of um, Odin saying, don't talk about how amazing the Black Empire was because, you know, that was like the height of awesomeness because all good, tr- tr- true things come from order. And can you really even say it existed until it's been ordered? Uh, uh, yes, you can, jerk. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid asshole. <laughs> Obviously can. So...
2: It's, it's interesting, too, because as we have gone along in the various expansions over time, we're starting to learn more and more about the infinite dragonflight. I mean, even from the time that I wrote these show notes to this morning as I was thinking about it more, it's not it, it was more about like, oh, they came from the future or they came from the past. But now we can start considering more alternate timelines. And then those alternate timelines have a future and past. So it really opens up a lot, story-wise and speculation-wise and discussion-wise, which is a lot of fun, and it's easy to really change your opinion on things and how you look at things and how we see and believe things to be true because it keeps changing.
3: It does, but in, in like a really cool, kind of makes you question like all of the stuff that we originally thought. Is. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like even Khadgar said it in like a a quest or something like that. When he found out that all of the Titans had been killed by Sargeras, he's like, oh, my gosh, our gods are dead. Right. Because they always kind of revered the Titans as, you know, that's that's who ordered Azeroth. Right. They created all these Titan facilities. So they kind of treated them as like these god-like characters. And the more we're getting into it, not necessarily we don't have any evidence that the Titans are bad, but just their philosophies clearly are not exactly perfect, especially with their, you know, Titan forged and Titan keepers. You know, Odin, for example, not exactly being the nicest guy. <laughs> just Yeah. Just being pretty crap uh, overall.
0: I mean, even before to- uh, Odin, there was Lokan as well. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the Titans kind of just dumped the keepers and left caused so many, so much trouble for the keepers, some of which had an existential crisis so it's not exactly you know the world's great like um they're not they're not being good gods as far as gods could <laughs> no <laughs> not very attentive gods um i do think the titans in general and a titan keeper like Tyr are very well meaning well intentioned even odin seems like he thinks he's right He's yes, wrong. But yes, he thinks he he's right. <laughs> no, no,
3: no, no. He knows he's right. <laughs> That's the problem with Odin. The sort
0: of conviction. Yeah. <laughs> it's but um like the, the what I like about the Titans I think it's c- sort of different to the way the light has been. Where we're seeing the light is um the bad side of the light is a sort of zealotry. But like the bad side of the Titans and the creatures of order seems to be they just need to control things, which isn't bad. Control and order are good. They can be good things. They can be very important. But they need to control it too much and they don't know how to let go and stop controlling and stop ordering and letting a certain amount of chaos and a certain amount of free will and that kind of thing. And I like that conflict that it's not that they're evil baddies. It's that they're trying to help, but they they just don't know when to stop. Good way to look at it.
3: Yeah, it's it's just like, uh, you know, Neltharion and his, uh, the the Drakthir, like the entire origin story of the theory is that exact same thing of, well, if I don't have complete and utter 100% control over these guys, I'm going to lock them away and just never going to, never going to use them again because, well, can't control them. Uh, they've, they've got that taste of free will. And according to Adamanthea, she's like, oh, no, no amount of order magic can uh, basically put the genie back in the bottle. So based on the, the cut scene where, you know, Sarkareth tried to use what is that oath binder? Yeah, didn't really work as well as you know turning them into the perfect uh, soldiers as, as Deathwing was was using it. So it definitely goes to show that, like exactly like you said, disording and kitty. It's it's just the we have to have perfect adherence, and anything that deviates from it is is bad. Kind of how it feels like the story is being written is like it's if you are deviating and and thinking for yourself or. Especially like when dealing with this order, it's it, it. That's according to the Titans' philosophy. That's that's wrong. You can't have that. That's it's bad. And that's the one of the reasons why I, I I know I've jokingly had this conversation where I'm like, no, I think actually the Void are the good guys, <laughs> right? They allow for all <laughs> possibilities, <laughs> right? You don't have to be a strict adherent to this is the only way.
0: Well, I am a worship of Nazath. <laughs> but <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Another thing is, I like how order pride themselves On being creators, like the Titans. It's their thing; they, they create, they order. But you can't have creation without chaos. You can't because that right. stifles creativity. And ironically, it was the old gods who really brought a certain amount of life to Azeroth with the curse of the flesh. Like we needed that yeah. to sort of be. For Azeroth to be what it is now. And I do hope that we explore that, especially with... I mean, obviously there are no void gods in Azeroth, uh, in Dragonflight. But I hope we explore some of that conflict. Maybe not. uh, Maybe it won't come up so much in this Mega Dungeon. But um, the fact that you can't... You know, obviously the old gods were evil. We've seen what they've done. We've seen what the Black Empire was like. It's not just stories we've like have have evidence, but also there was obviously some good to the chaos that void brings, and obviously um, void itself isn't necessarily inherently bad because we've got void elves. Everyone sort of ignores them, but they're there. (laughs) They're in the (laughs) law. They exist. They're wielding the void around all the people who keep saying you can't touch the void;
2: it'll completely corrupt you. They say next to the void elf. Right, and we have Shadow Priests, and the Naru themselves, when they're injured and everything, they get all Voidy, you know, it's...
0: That's the whole thing. I really want to know about the Light-Void connection there.
2: That needs yeah, to be re-examined. Absolutely. I'm hoping we get, because as a priest, like, we see some of that in the Legion Order Hall. You know, we have a section in there that is dedicated to the Light, and we have a section that is dedicated to the Void, and we have Zalatath... I still transmog into every chance I get. So, <laughs> you know, like there's a lot. And now like looking at this patch we're in now, which I- I'm curious to see what you think about it, just growing as you go through it, because we start seeing the shadow flame and what, what could be feeding the, the fire and the lava and be- making it become shadow flame instead, you know, like where's the source of the source of the void? Is it nearby? You know, because we know so many times that the Titan facilities sometimes were built on or around where old gods were imprisoned. So there have been a lot of people wondering: Is there a old god nearby, or that was imprisoned? And there are some other things that happen. There's, there's one thing that happens in the raid. I'm just going to tell everyone that if you're doing the raid, look around in Sarcast's room a lot. Look up, look down, look everywhere. There are some chains. I'm kind of wondering where did these come from and why are they a little broken looking? Like, what's going on? So, you know, this isn't an old god expansion, but we might be seeing hints, maybe, of another old god? I mean, Sarkis
0: raid room as well, there's like a pool of water that if you swim in it, it's like, it's. there's definitely hints that it's like yeah. old god it's basically all god
2: water <laughs> it it absolutely is and i mean zargroth is using void abilities and i'm telling you look if you look up and then look down underneath the platform it's chains that are broken kind of like how we've seen it with other old gods in the past
0: well with the um, shadow flame as well in the campaign quest um i think it's Sabellian who says this is the power that drew that drove my father mad or something right so yeah. it's like established that it is the power that he got from the void it's the which again it's so pretty how can it, we
2: have a problem with the void
3: it's true it's gorgeous
2: best looking power shadow flame looks awesome i love shadow flame it's great just <laughs> yeah, void in general
3: it. it's the best best color palette the nice it dark is. purples it's beautiful
2: you, you do like the purple. It feels like it
0: just needed that little bit of red to really make it shine, though. Yeah.
2: It yeah. pops. It makes it pop, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> I like that. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Samanga Dungeon and the different bosses we see, because there's definitely some speculation to be had in here. Now, before everyone starts freaking out, because there's some people that are frustrated about Galakrond being back and blah, 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 and the fact that players are already fighting the big, bad Aridacron already... Calm the F down. (laughs) We have more info on this, plus other bosses. So we're gonna talk about them a little bit. We're gonna speculate, it's gonna be great. Now the first go bosses are more of the guards. You know, they're they're not a whole lot of story with them that I know of, at least at this time. There's Krona Car. her unmatched zealotry basically launched her into the title of commander. You know, we're gonna see bosses like that. There's Manifested Timeways, which is a manifestation of the Sands of Time itself. ...to respond to Nazdormu's intervention, apparently. So, again, pretty cool. I don't know if there's much of speculation on these two guards... ...unless you two know things that I don't know. I don't. Pretty typical, normal, yeah. early bosses. Yeah, exactly. Now, Blood of Galakrond, where things... It, ...it gets a little more interesting. So, again, it is Galcron, but we're not fighting him. Okay, he's dead. So calm down, everyone. He's not coming back. They're not going to resurrect him again. It's fine. It's gone, but we are fighting primal dragons that were brought back by the necrotic energy of the ooze dripping from Gallicron's corpse. That's
3: pretty sweet. I like Which that. Which makes
2: me think of Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles, honestly. <laughs> um, so, do we have the Teenage Mutant dragon turtles? F- yeah. The like, dragon <laughs> turtles. turtles. Teenage Mutant Tur- dragon primals. <laughs> <laughs> Trick really right there. I'm going to go... I'm, hey, it works.
3: <laughs> I mean, just... Teenage Mutant Ninja Dragons. Like, Just go with that. There you go. Boom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, we're... We're learning... So, I don't know... It's not in the PTRs of when I wrote these notes. So... But we're starting to see more and more information about this. And... It's... Okay. I want to actually also bring up the next boss. Because it's going to be a whole conversation. So, after the Blood Galakron event boss, whatever it is. It's Eridicron. Now it's, we're not going to kill him, everyone. I know there are people freaking out in the community like, we're already killing the big bad. It's going to be in the Jailer all over again. No, it's not. Shut up. <laughs> 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 we're not killing him, I promise. It says in the actual adventure guide, he's not going to die. So we get to learn why has he joined forces with the infinites? We're hopefully going to find out. Uh, we don't kill him. Instead, we are breaking his concentration so Crummy can attack his relic, whatever the F that means. I don't know what this relic is. I don't know if this is the discs from uh, that that Colonel Lord dude stole. I don't know that, you know, Tears discs. I don't know if this has something to do with the, uh, the existence of the other incarnates that's been brought up. It could, I, I'm not entirely sure. So what... Between these two bosses, what are what are you guys thinking?
3: Blight of Galacron is just awesome because it reminds me of Galacron from the novel, where he would just be like, <laughs> like more dragons. right? <laughs> it's basically yeah. how Galacron had, had minions. He would uh, cough up a hairball, and the hairball would attack you. Right? So that's pretty sweet. <laughs> so, so we got that. And a mm, I don't know. I, I'm gonna think about that. So, I'll, I'll let Discordian Kitty answer that one. <laughs>
0: So my immediate go-to would be um, that Iridicron is tapping into... I mean, the reason why Iridicron's there is that he wants the power of Galakrond. So the history of Galakrond is... Theoretically, he grew so big because he ate other dragons. We also know that he was... uh, It was actually Old God water. That delicious Old God water. um, That helped influence him. But the, like, the official story at the end of Dawn of the Aspects is that the dragon's Aspects didn't tell the other dragons about Galakrond. Officially, all people know is that Galakrond was the first dragon, or the, the protogener of dragonkind. Um, like Even recently, in if you do the Dragonscale expedition quests, they show that people don't know the full story, that people don't know that history. It's right. something that's being discovered at the moment, but people on Azeroth don't actually know the story. Um, and it's being kept a secret specifically because the Aspects are worried that other dragons will try get the power that made Galakrond what he was and become that De- Galakrond. And the first time we hear about Eridicron, um, Alex Draza says, If Eridicron's hunger is unleashed, which again... Like if you Ooh. hear about a dragon whose hunger is about to be unleashed, the first thing you're going to think of is Galakrond. Absolutely. That's what he was famous for. Right. And there's been like a lot of little hints here and there um, that Eridicron is after this power that made Galakrond what he is. So ideally, for me, the whole point of this is that Eridicron becomes a Galakrond, becomes that big. It would certainly make him, end of expansion, boss-worthy. Yeah, Absolutely. On the other hand, this is slap bang in the middle of a dungeon. It's not the end. So it doesn't feel like a situation where that would happen.
2: I mean, it's probably where the, when they split it up into two, as they normally do, I do believe from what we've heard is that he will be the end really of the kind of of first the wing. First. Yeah. So it's kind of an end. But it's we put the whole like, thing together, it's not.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it will be interesting because I don't think we've seen... We were just talking about how mega dungeons, like they're interesting story, but they don't generally have an impact on the expansion they're in. Not a big one. Right. So if this does, it would be the first or it would be unusual, which is making me think it won't. But then maybe they're going for that.
3: It does feel like they're trying to tie it in more to the leveling and the overall kind of story of of the expansion as a whole, not just this one off thing. But like yeah,
2: because if, it, if this, this is where we're getting answers to like what Erodocron's up to and what the whole solving them whole burrs on Nasdormu thing, as Marie Hamilton said, like that's that's kind of big for this this expansion, this patch. So it's I think it's going to be one of the more lore heavy ones for sure.
0: But then my go to theory would be that the relic that he has is and the reason why he's joined forces with the infinites is he's gotten the infinites to get him to some point with Galakrond where he can get the power that made Galakrond what he is, presumably using this relic. That would make a lot of sense.
3: Yeah, You know it would be really funny? as if the relic that he was used is actually the relic that was supposedly missing that was like uh, Nazdormu's favorite little toy that was missing in that little uh, <laughs> in that alcove. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't, how, how much of the story quests have you done Kitty? From and Kitty from the those. current patch?
0: No, I, yeah, the where, where they've got like Galakrond's claw in the one mm-hmm. corner. Yep. Yeah, and they have something that's not there.
2: Yeah, they have one of the, One. Of the, so it's, I could pull up my notes if we need to, but like it's Galachron's claw, and then I think a, a fragment from his skull or something, and then there's one alcove that's blank, and it says something about how it's Nazdormu's favorite Boy or whatever, and it's but it's not there.
3: Yeah, it's been lost to who knows when.
2: <laughs> yeah, this, I think it's what it says. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I don't know, and all this crazy traveling through time ways, and and I guess that's what my kind of question is: is is the dungeon broken up? Like, okay, we deal with up to a riddicron, and that's like we go back in time, and then is the second. One, two, three, four bosses forward in time? Like I or I, I don't know. It's I'm kind of curious. Well definitely that the, the, the second to last one. That, that one's certainly not forward in time. <laughs> Look at that one.
0: <laughs> Do you know the answer to that, Discordian kitty? Well it's infinite, so it's it's around in time.
1: Yeah. It's all over the place. <laughs> it's <all laughs> over, it's around place. in I
0: like the answer. It's Trying to keep time. a timeline with the infinite <laughs> is a losing course, I'm telling you.
3: Yeah,
2: that's very true. And we also have the issue of, you know, is it back in time in our timeline or is it an alternate timeline? Like, like, so there's that too. Like, is it a case of his deal with the infinites also was to take him to an alternate timeline to bring something back or something?
3: Yeah, because sometimes you have to, to ask the question, well, when does this take place? Well, technically never because it's an alternate timeline. Right, so this shouldn't be taking place. Right? So, I don't know. Super weird. Because now I really want to talk about this neck boss because I have no idea why he's there.
2: But well, let's dive into that. So next, because we can, you know, we're we're loosey goosey. Let's let's dive into that for a second. The next tier boss. Next tier boss. Hey, spoilers. The next boss is tier. <laughs> Super professional here. Uh, tier the infinite keeper. Now, the adventure guide for this one, instead of, you know, summing it up, I just wrote it down, says with the true timeline now altered by Murazon's rise, the heroes of Azeroth are faced with many oddities, chief among them being Titan Keeper Tear, joining forces with the infinite dragonflight. His legendary loyalty now turned against them. The heroes of Azeroth have no choice but to fight, to win. So that makes me wonder, So, and and I've gone back and forth on this answer because I don't know all the details of this mega dungeon yet. Is this an alternate tier? Or is this the one we just forged at tier hold? In the Valdraken, what was that, 19?
3: Mm. 21, whatever that one that was. That was 12. 19 was the... 12,
2: whatever number. Every dream stuff. You would know that.
3: Yeah, of (laughs) course I would know that. (laughs) (laughs) No, what, I'm... What,
2: are we, what are we thinking about this boss? This boss is
3: confusing as hell to me. I, I, what the hell's happening here?
2: So I watched Taliesin and Evitell this morning. What well, was Taliesin, but like it almost makes me think that some people are thinking that this has something between this and Rurticron and Gallicron, like these three bosses together, that has something to do maybe with the reason why we have the primals, like the primal incarnates. Or their creation or something like that. I don't know. Is that the theory that they're like spawn of Galakrond?
0: I guess is what it sounded like to me. When I first saw the primal carnets, I was surprised that they didn't tie them in. There's some primal dragons in Dawn of the Aspects who kind of want to join Galakrond. But I mean, they die. But I'm right. surprised they couldn't. They weren't tied into the primal incarnates in any way.
2: Well, the but thought I is that thought, maybe they were resurrected. Like they did die. Yeah. But like he went back. Like Eredurcrom went back to resurrect them. Yeah. To go like, to get him to help them, him or something. Is one is one of the theories going on right
3: now. I
0: do know that the primal incarnates have been described before as loyal to Galacrond or something to do with Galacrond. They revered yeah. him.
3: Yeah, that was definitely right brought up, I think, just with the announcement. I think when they announced Dragonflight, they were talking about the the primal incarnates and how they were, they described the aspects being, you know, this was one thought process and this is how most of the dragons went, or, or the, the proto-drakes. But that there were some that effectively rejected the gift, right, and stayed proto-dragons because they believed in Galakron and whatever, you know, his ideals were. I'm not really sure what those would be other than like, I'm hungry. But who knows? But yeah, I guess I'm like now I'm thinking about this like tier, if if this is it, because and the, this line in the um in the adventure journal has me has me thinking where it says, with the true timeline now altered by Murazon's rise, like, mm, are you because has always kind of been a thing since Cataclysm, right? So. Nasdormu always kind of says that that's my fate. That is what I'm going for. So, like, I'm wondering why they would say the true timeline is altered be with Marazon's rise.
2: That kind of suggests that actually that happened. Yeah. Well, and there's some questing that happens before this that I, I personally don't know much about yet. So maybe this happens in questing before we hit the mega dungeon? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm.
0: Hmm. But... The questing is the reason they're going into the mega dungeon is to make, bring about Mirazond's rise. So that suggests that they succeed in the dungeon. Right. But we don't fight Mirazond in the dungeon.
2: No. Maybe Which it's the RP endbox. event or...
0: Or maybe another? for a bet we think that they've won. Right. And that's resolved by the end. Who knows?
3: Chromey said she was going to figure it out. What she said. <laughs> yeah, when we'll find a way to like make it not happen.
0: And I believe Chromie, but I also believe in Morchi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> should, should we talk about Morchi? We could talk about Morchi.
0: Well, with Tyr and Morchi, it's the same thing for me and Mirazond, Actually, the one question I keep asking is, why would any of them agree to join the Infinite Dragonflight? Why would right. any version of these people, like yes, it's easy to go, oh well, they're the evil version. Evil crummy. Um But like, Tyr especially, just doesn't seem like there's any universe where he had joined the infinite dragonflight unless he felt that he had a really good reason. Right. Is it really going to be something so boring as, oh, well, now I'm
2: angry, so now I'm a goth? <laughs> Who looks really cool, by the way. His model's is awesome.
0: He does. Well, I, <laughs> I have to admit, there's a huge amount of aesthetics a play
2: here where I'm like they look cool I like them I'm going to argue that they're good actually I need an <laughs> infinite dragonflight skin well I need the infinite pirate dragon but I need like some kind of like the infinite pirate infinite pirate I'm stuck on pirates um, the infinite dragons in general like the whole black and blue aesthetic like I am madly in love with and I need it in my life absolutely 100% yeah well and I kind of wonder so we, we hear a little bit about Tyr and how he started having issues with trusting. Like he knew, he knew, you know, when we go around in Fowdrakken 12, you know, he was realizing he possibly couldn't trust some of the other keepers, you know? So maybe, I don't know, maybe either this is the tier we forged and he realized he needs to work with the infinite for some reason, or whatever version of tier this is, maybe he got a glimpse of how maybe order is not that great, or maybe something makes him think a different way that he does Well, work with the infinites?
3: go on with what uh, Discordian Kitty was talking about, like, why on yeah. earth would any version of them join the infinites, right? The only speculation, the only guess that I can have is, especially considering that they are one of the bosses in here, the Chrono Lord Deus or whatever, who's to say that they didn't just alter the memories and bring about a altered tier Right, basically tweak the discs. It's very similar to what Lokan did. Basically, hide the um, the fact that there are the discs of Norgann, and I'm going to create the uh, the kind of like I don't remember what the, it's called. You know, it's the thing that Bran was using during the dungeon, like Halls of Stone, right? Yeah, just jump it in here real quick to say that that was the Tribunal of Ages. Yeah, good job there with the memory there, Jin. Try harder next time. Like, that's his fake version of, of history. So who's to say that he didn't altered the memories of, of Tear to basically say that, oh, uh, order is lame, order is dumb. <laughs> we should totally bring about the, uh, you know, a fixed version of, you know, of history. We should, there's, there's no reason yeah. we shouldn't actually right the wrongs of the past. We should go back and fix all of the the horrible, little awful things that have happened to prevent all these horrible atrocities, right? kind of like the prime example of the infinite Dragonflight trying to kill Arthas before he became the Lich King. Kind of maybe sort of it could have been a good thing, right? <laughs> Le- <laughs> Legion invasion might have gone differently if that was the case, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a solid theory. That would explain why they were so keen on the discs.
3: Yeah, it, that's the only reason why I could think the Tier would be there is Chrono Lord Deus was like, oh, well if the void is ultimately trying to corrupt a world soul why can't we just corrupt a titan forged right that seems much easier <laughs> all right so i would
2: imagine yeah
3: so yeah i mean that's that's speaking about like talking about through and thinking about it that's the only thing i could come up with why Tyr would be there right because it's also the like like with murazon too like i can't actually come up with a, an actual reason why Nazdormu would suddenly go, oh, well, my entire existence has been pointless. I'm going to go ahead and become this completely alternate version of myself to right all the wrongs that I literally did. That's kind of what Mirzond kind of is. It's like, oh, well, Nazdormu, he tried to adhere to this one true timeline. Now I'm going to go back and correct all of the mistakes of the past. But it doesn't. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't think there is any kind of information that he could get. That Would suddenly change his mind, other than maybe 100% solid proof that the titans were maybe lying to him, right? Like I, I, something like that.
0: I'm still a little bit confused about Mirazond because we've defeated Mirazond, yeah. But this is Mirazond, but when we defeated Mirazond, he said it's still gonna happen, suggesting a time loop that's in one timeline,
3: yeah, because. I mean, that's also the the one thing that I've read a lot of people in the community talk about is Murazond may not actually be dead because he was killed in a future that does not exist. (laughs) Right? Because we we killed him after Deathwing was impaled on, you know, the the spike of, you know, Wormrest Temple, right? You, You can see it off in the distance during the fight. That's not how Deathwing died. So no. why? So now, why are we assuming that you know Marazon was killed when everything that was happening in, the, in that time frame does does not exist? But at the same time, who knows? It's just like kind of like what you're saying. It's like when you talk about Infinite Dragons. It's when doesn't it's 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 around that time. <laughs> who who freaking knows?
2: Well, Nazgulmus had such an issue with seeing. This patch, this, not this patch, this whole expansion, like, oh, I'm cl- clouded, I c- can't see, and he just at this point he's so resigned to this fate of becoming Murazan. Like, so even so, some of the news that came out today, like just this morning, I read it, is um, there come June twentieth, we get another storyline. You know, once everyone's had a chance to seize Harkareth and LFR, and after you get a little. You talk to the aspects, you get a little cinematic, and you can go around and talk to the different aspects at the end of that. And Nazdormu says, As much as I would like to enjoy this victory, I cannot. The moment I fear draws ever closer, and there is nothing I can do to stop it. One can turn the hourglass to change the flow of the sands, but that only delays the inevitable. It does not negate it. When that moment comes to pass, I know you will do what must be done. I thank you now before I am no longer able to do so which to me sounds like he's, he's already giving up like here he knows like it's gonna happen whatever guys like just, just kill me when it happens it's fine
0: yeah he's been like that throughout um, Dragonflight getting yeah. more and more fatalistic and uh, in that quest line that leads up to the dungeon that's basically his attitude right at the end he's like oh well guess I'm Marazon now I'm gonna turn into Marizan now sucks for me <laughs> <laughs>
3: Shucky darn. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very curious to know how, how supposedly the, that turn is going to happen. So even if they do have him become Mirzon at the end of this dungeon, I, if it's just, oh, we've destroyed the Oath Stone. Oh, no, you, you're now Mirzon. Like, that, <laughs> has has that suddenly make him Mirzon? I, I, don't, I don't know.
2: Maybe this whole time the plan was to mess with his head to push him into depression far enough that he just naturally becomes Morazon. He's like, whatever, I'm just going to do it. It's it's fine.
0: (laughs) They apparently tricked him, right? I mean, that's the way to trick him. Yeah, yeah. You know what would be cool, though? He does become Morazon, but we realize the infinite dragonflight is important as well and needs to balance out the bronze. And he becomes aspect of the infinite, but not bad Morazon. And Chromie becomes aspect of the bronze.
2: I like this, I like this a lot. And then that would open up the door for us to get infinite dragon skins, yes, or mounts, yes. And okay, because I have to bring it up, infinite pirate dragon. Because back when we fought Captain Hook, to- Captain Hook Hill, <laughs> yes, Steve Denuser or CVDs, like to come around here. Steve D told us he's not gonna be a mount because his story is not done yet. So this might be the time. When his story is done, then he can be a mount. Yes. And then I can go fly Calamdor Grand Prix with my infinite Pyre dragon mount. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's the dream I have. <laughs> Maybe it eventually will come true.
3: Maybe. <laughs> Seems possible.
2: I'm going to hold on to that dream just like I'm holding on to the eyeball in my head. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, do we want to talk about Marchi? Uh, sure. More two, more two. Goth Chromie. Yes, goth version of Chromie. It's it's alternate Chromie from a timeline where on rose and infinites reigned over everything. You know, that timeline. Maybe they weren't the bad guys as we so think they are, but probably they may not be. She likes being in our true timeline. And actually, uh, I'm a little confused about this part of it because this was from the adventure guide. But she's using alternate versions of herself to help. Now I know there's some questing that leads up to this and we see different versions of Chromie either in the dungeon or in questing. But what's great is that we do have Discordian Kitty here who recently wrote a great article on Wowhead about Chromie, Morchi and the alternate timeline versions of Chromie. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with Morchi here and these alternate versions of Chromie?
0: Okay. So obviously spoilers for the PTR, but I suppose we're way past that now. (laughs) But... The questline leading up to the Mega Dungeon is a lot of fun because it pretty much starts out, out with us meeting future Kurumi, who assures us she's super absolutely helping those Dolmu and just needs <laughs> us to do some stuff, which we do. And while we're doing that stuff, we kind of notice some weird things happening, which includes random um, alternate Kuromis running around. Turns out we summoned them. So we end up summoning just hundreds well, okay, it's not hundreds, it feels like hundreds it's about (laughs) nine (laughs) nine versions of Chromie to our timeline Um, and most of them know that this is a problem and that what's happened was bad and are like no, 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 you shouldn't do that Um, in fact because Chromie the the, um, void one the void aligned one she s- says gibberish to us, but she says, Gul kaf an kaf morch. <laughs> So she definitely says
2: morchi. <laughs> I love that you just said that. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> but the point is, she summons all the Chromies to our timeline, and then our Chromie fights with her, and it's a lot of fun. It's just a chaotic questline. But by the end, she's distracted us so that she... And the rest of the bronze dragon, I mean, of the infinite dragonfly can get into the temple, the bronze temple. As they go into the temple, Nozdormu literally says, Too late for me, I'm afraid. The infinite dragonfly has already entered the temple. Chromie says, It's never too late. And that's why we go in. But obviously, summoning all these alternate Chromies isn't just. To confuse us in that moment because it's mentioned in the journal. So they, they must play a, a role in the actual dungeon itself. It's funny because none of them are happy about being summoned. Oh, really?
3: We're not a, not yeah, even Cronormu? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to I have to tell you every crummy because they all Please great. do. It's so fantastic. It's fantastic. There's Chronosaurus who makes distressed <laughs> roaring noises while eyeing you with confusion. <laughs> The poor thing is an undead dinosaur as well, which I think is quite. Then there's Chromergle, who's a yes! Murloc. Crochmi, who's the uh, Nazoth-aligned or like Void-aligned Chromi. Crowmi, who is a uncorrupted Arakoa <laughs> who says, "I'm calling mad right now." <laughs> 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 sign is full of that kind of thing. <laughs> of
2: course. Of course it is. It's Chromey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's Chrome E, the uh, Mechagon version of Chromey. Well, um, Mechagon no. Chronormu, who's a Toran <laughs> Chromey.
2: I like that one.
0: <laughs> Gromey, who's big. Does
2: that, that make sense?
0: Old Chromey, who's a cowboy. <laughs> and then Chromew. Chrome, mew who said, "My poor little kitties." Why this isn't even her timeline? Why would she bring us here? Which, to me alone, screams cat expansion. We're getting a cat expansion. Remember that cat, <laughs> cat
2: mount? Yes, I mean there was a lot of speculation around that cat mount. not exactly. about a cat expansion per se, but maybe I exp- I was going cat expansion.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Need more cats
2: need
0: more cats. The, the, we don't have a cat race. How can you be an MMO without a cat race? That's
2: a good a point. playable this is, cat race.
3: That's a good point. Good point. We need a cat race.
2: Absolutely. Maybe like the sabron or whatever those are.
3: I feel like yeah. I need to specify playable cat race and not like an event where you race cats, right? Because... <laughs> Because we have a snail play, race.
2: I play that event, though. <laughs> and
3: I, just wanted to, I
2: would play that, certainly.
3: just wanted to call that out. is like, like thank, thank you, Blizzard, for your your adorable cat races. But no, we wanted to play as a cat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? Yeah, Why, Why not, both? not both? I mean, in snail races, you throw out like, goo to make them faster. Maybe cat races, you throw out fish. There's already <laughs> fish that we can kick, that we can throw, that we can you know, slap people with. Why not throw them to make cats go faster in a race?
3: Or you could like mess Fantastic. it with the, you can mess with the other racers and throw them catnip. And they're just like, Oh God, this is
2: the <laughs> best. Yes. <laughs> I want this now.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cat, k- kitty cat, uh, chromie. That's, that's,
2: that's awesome. Chrome. Chromie. 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 I'm really excited for that questline. That's going to be a lot of fun.
3: Yeah. I don't, I don't, do we even know what Morchie's even doing? Other than like, I attack you. Bye-bye.
0: Attack you. Well, she's kind of does the whole, ahaha, you were paying attention to me and what, you know, behind your back, we got into the, you know, I was the distraction all along. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> she's great. I love her. She cackles. She literally cackles. She's the best. Nice.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm so, so excited. This.
3: Speaking of Looking forward to, or the opposite of that. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's simultaneous, both. It's the same, 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 the time loss battlefield horde and alliance.
2: Uh-huh. Yes, longtime listeners of this show, of or of Morley Gray, will know how much Jen loves Anduin Lothar. He's the best. Very, very much. Is the best, the best. Here's the thing, though, just <laughs> make attention. So the next event is the time Lost battlefield, and there's a horde version and an alliance version. The concept is that many of the battles between horde alliance have bled into the timeways and we have to stop it. And time anomalies, we just have to stop them. It happens. The horde fight Anduin Lothar. Uh-huh. How are you? How are you feeling about this, Jen?
3: Uh, so what's going to happen is you're going to have to find an alliance group to actually like, like group up with and be the party leader because you you're not going to be able to pass this fight. He'll just he'll kick the <laughs> shit out of you. It's a it's a, it's an impossible fight. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't do it. You can't win.
0: How did Lothar die again?
3: Lothar died for a big uh, by a big hammer to the face. <laughs> it was a, it was an orc that killed him. Killed by. <laughs> but you don't have the two hammer uh, uh, unless you do and you play as a shaman so then, I mean maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: thank you uh, Jin's been wanting Anduin do. right like Jin's been wanting Anduin Lothar in game for as long as I've known this guy and we're getting it
3: maybe he's here I, I do think it would be really funny if this was just like an insanely uh, difficult fight where you're just like the guy's like you can't kill him of course you can't kill him <laughs> Right? This could be the yeah, making hashtag. him a
0: dungeon boss does feel a bit. No, yeah. <laughs> but remember, this is alternate Andor and Lothar.
3: Oh, okay, so that's true. I guess you can beat him up. That's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 Andor and Lothar from what game is he in? Warcraft two.
3: Uh, yes, he was. He's actually in uh, Warcraft one and two. He's in he's in both of them.
0: Okay, so we have upgraded slightly since then in power, <laughs> slightly.
3: Just, just, just a
2: smidge. Just slightly. Just, just a smidge. <laughs> right. Well, meanwhile, the Alliance will fight Gromosh Hellscream.
3: Oh, Grom. I'm looking forward to that. And it's green
2: Grom. Yeah. Is it green? That's nice. Yeah. Good point.
3: It is. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's going to be a fun one.
2: Now, there are a lot of people who are wondering if you're going to be able to cross-faction the Mega Dungeon because of this. But I'm guessing it's going to be based on what the party leader's faction is. Much like the guilds. Yeah. I've not heard officially about that, though.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming it is going to be, like, based on who the party leader is. That's the only thing that would make sense to me. And this is, I, I don't know, like, as a lore, just thought process. It's like, what? What's happening here? Like, why are we fighting Grom? How is it? How is he just suddenly popping up? And do we kill them? Right. That would be really weird.
2: Because the battle spilled into the time ways and we have to stop the time anomaly.
3: Now that now now I'm kind of curious. It's like, okay, are we fighting Andu and Lothar at like the top of uh, Blackrock Mountain or whatever like that where he died? Right, because that's that's actually where the the fighting took place where
4: uh, right. Orgrim
3: Doomhammer actually bested him and killed him and then Terallion said, Oh no, I'm gonna win now. <laughs> so <laughs>
2: exactly how that went it's kind of actually how it went
3: (laughs) uh and then it'd be really funny if it's like grom we were fighting him because technically he died when when he killed manoroth right he didn't get out of the way right so he he died when killing manoroth so like yeah with that and that wasn't really a battle so i think it'd be really funny if we were like getting in the way of him trying to kill uh scenarios that'd be really funny (laughs) like (laughs) oh Like, Maybe. like if that thing was like, if that was the battle that was going on at the time when he was like going all all crazy. But, uh, uh probably not because it was actually a thrall and Jaina that kind of messed him up later after that. So I don't know, probably a different time, like, point in time <laughs> should be fun.
0: Is there a point where they fought each other? Was there a battle?
3: Uh, Anduin and Grom? Uh, no. Yeah. The two of them never fought. Um, Grom Hellscream was part of the Hellscream Clan. Yeah, the the Not the Hellscream Clan. What was the name of it? Warsong Clan. The, he was in the Warsong Clan. And the Warsong Clan was actually left behind on Draenor and they weren't brought back. They weren't actually um, in the fight until let's see. When did the Warsong Clan? I think the Warsong Clan were, was brought in during the Beyond the Dark Portal is what I'm thinking about. But it may have been during the events of Warcraft Two, but uh, I don't I'll, remember I off the top check. of my head. Yeah, I'd have to look. But I know for a fact that they weren't. They never fought because it was it was Anduin that fought, um, Orgrim Doomhammer. That where he ultimately died. Yeah, because although that, yeah that's right. Because I don't think Grom actually was in, involved in much of the actual the first and second war. Right, he just kind of escaped to Azeroth after you know the crazy destruction of Draenor. Like, and he was like. Thrall found him living on the outskirts, right? He was never actually captured by and put in the internment camps. All right. That's so, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see uh, where, where Grom is. Uh, what, what's he, what's he up to?
0: It's honestly an odd choice to pair those two, which, yeah, makes me think that maybe they're going to do like a version of history where those two did fight. From an
2: alternate timeline. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He's, they could totally do that. That would, that would totally work. But I'd like to see that. That'd be cool.
2: It may be a case of when we enter this boss encounter, no matter if you're horde or alliance, you see the two sides fighting and there's probably some RP. And yeah. then and then you fight whatever one is your, you know, your your party leader's opposite faction. Maybe. So so Jin, are you are you gonna find a horde friend to take you in so you can fight Anil and Lothar? Just so you can see him.
3: I mean, so I think when when I'm, I, I probably have to do this, but I'll, I'll figure out a way to have someone take me in there. I'm just going to have him kill me and they'll take a screenshot with me.
2: I'm like, ah. <laughs> 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 well, we'll bug Manny. Maybe we can make that happen.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way because I just want to be like, hey, somebody. <laughs> I, I'm actually really curious to know what his model is going to look like in game. Right. Yeah, because I don't think we've seen his model yet. Have we? Nope.
0: No, mm-hmm. and like that's one thing to look forward to. If they actually put in the effort of giving him a good model, that might mean that, well, they've made it now, they need to put him back in the game for other reasons.
2: I wanna say that we saw a like incorporeal ghosty model of him in the Karazan Mega Dungeon. Remember in the different visions and stuff? Uh yeah. With Medivh. Yeah. It, I feel I like we saw him very briefly with that.
0: Wait, what about that Shadowlands? It was like a Shadowlands quest where you go into the memories of Arthas and don't we see him there? I know what you're talking about and I can't remember if he's there or not. He's telling Arthas that famous speech about Grace.
3: I think that was Uther. It was Uther. Oh, was was that Uther? I think it was Uther. Was was was
2: Anduin in the background?
3: Or was it just Uther? I can't remember. I'm going to go to this wonderful website called wowhead.com. I'm going to look up to see if there's an NPC (laughs) NPC called Anduin Lothar. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, Allie, you are correct. The first time he is in Return to Karazhan.
2: It's like I know my dungeons or something.
3: Yeah, he is in Return to Karazhan and (laughs) the other one doesn't have a location.
2: I mean, if he was just in that cinematic, then it makes sense that he wouldn't have a location.
3: Yeah, no location.
2: Well, even if he has a model already in the files... I can also see them updating it some for this dungeon. Probably because he's just
3: a standard ass human.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's what he looks like yeah, right now. Yeah, I mean g-
0: uh, Gromash uh has a unique model. They're just changing a green, but they gave him a unique model for what?
3: I'm I'm nice. hoping he gets a unique yeah. model. That'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, then hopefully it means we see more of him. I like him too.
3: He's good people. He's the best. <laughs> Right. He's
2: Jin's very favorite person ever in he's, the game. He's
3: the best. He's the best.
2: <laughs> Alright, well, we have one more boss left, which is interesting. This one is Lord Deos and the Infinite Dragonflight. So this is, remember, just for those who don't remember, Lord Deos is the one at the end of the Alderman dungeon. The, the Dragonflight version. Who uh, comes and steals the discs that we were there to go get. And... Then leaves. It's an issue. So in this fight, the infinite dragonfly is trying to usher in a dawn for our eyes are off. And Colonel Lord Deus, the one who stole the Disconaldaman, has traveled into the past to ensure that Morozon will rise. What are, we, what are we thinking about this? What do we know about this? What do we think? I don't know nothing about this guy. Well, I know he's hot. <laughs> to look at him again when it's not because an older man when we see him it's you know there's like effects going on and stuff like need to see him like without all the effects and stuff
0: let me see i think i've got an old screenshot
3: i'm gonna check this guy out oh yeah this is sexy looking dude
0: <laughs> yeah he's wearing he's wearing like half moon glasses he's got a scar he's great i think of all the bosses we face in this dungeon he's the most likely that we will actually kill yeah like
3: okay, that makes see. a lot of sense yeah I
0: can't see us killing Galakrond, eridicron or Morchi like Morchi's too good you can't get you can't kill Morchi now
2: the community is already loving Morchi yeah you know and not only are they listening to feedback more in Dragonflight than in the past but they've been they have a history of keeping characters that the community loves. Like Zakan, for example, you know, like Zappi Bo, boy originally was supposed to be just a small character, but then everyone like just embraced him. So like, all right, Zakan can stay. So I can see, I mean, people are love Morchi. I can see her sticking around. I
0: think it would be a colossal waste to have Morchi for like one quest and one dungeon. She's too great.
3: I agree. But all Chrono Lord Deus, uh, as cute as he is, I think he can. I think he's probably going to die.
0: <laughs> he's fine. He's decent. He's served his purpose.
3: Yep. Because, uh, yeah, I just, my guess here is we're just probably going to get, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't actually know what, because ultimately what, what's going on here is we're trying to make sure that the, you know, Murazond doesn't rise. But that's what Colonel Deos is. He's trying to make sure that he does. I don't know. I I think we're going to, like, going up to the next question here is, like, I think that Murazond is going to you know, be ushered in. And I'm just kind of, I'm kind of curious to know if it's going to be actually Nasdormu that becomes Murazan, or if Murz, or if it's going to be a alternate version of Nasdormu that shows up. I'm still, I'm still convinced that Chromie is going to figure out a way. And I think the way that she's going to figure it out is there's going to be Mirazond and Nazdormu existing simultaneously. There'll be two. Right? I'm pretty sure that's Chromie's yeah. plan. And who knows, and maybe that's how she figures it out. Is they're like, maybe it's the Morchi fight where she figures it out, right? It's like, well, I'm here. Morchi's here. There's no reason why they can't both both be in existence at the same time.
0: It's very true. It is interesting that a few bosses before it says the true timeline now altered. By rise, as if that's happened, yeah. Like it's PTR, so that could change, but it does suggest that, like Chrono Lord Deus has already won by that point.
3: That is, that's certainly what it sounds like. I don't know. I mean, Allie, what do you think the what's that? What's, what do you think the outcome of the actual dungeon is going to be? Because I don't know.
2: Um. Well, I think we're going to find out more about the creation of the infinite, not the infinite pirate, <laughs> not the infinite dragonflight. The Primal incarnates and I think that we're going to discover that it's not so much about our Nazdar mood turning into merzond but that Mirzon you know will rise as the aspect of the infinite dragonflight and maybe they get a no stone and maybe they become a part of everything I really like your idea to kitty about how the infinite dragonflight might be needed to balance out the bronze dragonflight. So I can see them actually maybe becoming an ally at some point. I like that idea a lot. And so maybe Murazon will rise, but be friends with Nazdormu and work with us and everything will be honky dory Because at this point, if we lose, say if we completely lose N- Nazdormu and Mirazon. just speculation here. That leaves Alexstrasza being the only OG aspect left. So I feel, I feel like it would be nicer. if She wasn't the only one left. And at least we kept Nazdormir around and maybe the guy can actually see and his vision will be cleared and stuff. We'll give him some contacts or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, I think by the end, maybe the infinite Dragonflight won't be the quote unquote bad guys that we think they are. And maybe they'll stop trying to mess around with the timelines.
3: Yeah. It does seem like that's where we're, we're headed, is that there might be almost like a, a ceasefire between the two sides. right? Yeah, I can kinda. see that.
2: I mean, we got to see Chromie and Eternus in the end be okay with each other and work together to get out of their spiral through the timeways, right? So maybe a ceasefire. I think that's a good idea.
3: Yeah, that's what it kind of feels like.
0: Well, also, if there's a version of the infinite dragons who could be... Appealing enough to get people to work with them. It's going to be infinite Chromie. Morchi. It's true. You can't help but love Chromie. Whatever version.
3: Oh, man. Very true. Now, this is now this is a pipe dream. This is like the craziest thing that I've ever come Bring up with. Bring it. What with. is it? But <laughs> this would be the coolest, in my opinion, one of the coolest features that they could introduce into the game is... So we got Chromie time, right? Yeah. Give us Morchi time. Give us alternate Ooh. histories. Of expansions to level through.
0: Ah, oh, that's a cool idea.
3: Right? Wow. That'd be a crap ton of work. Like, like, I understand that would be like, that's expansion, like expansion level. expansion feature stuff, or something or other. Yeah. yeah,
0: you'd have to. That would be a lot, but that's a cool idea.
3: Yeah, it's like Morchi time where Illidan was the good guy all along. <laughs> we never went back I mean- and tried to kill him.
2: For me personally, I assumed this whole time that we wouldn't get dragon flying in the the regular world until next expansion. But we're already going to be seeing that in 10, one five. So maybe, maybe this Morty time is something they'll work on for the next expansion. It, it could be a thing.
3: That does feel like a, a possibility or at least just a, a cool box feature where they're like. Hey, we've got all of this cool stuff that we want to kind of recycle, but in a new, fun way. Right? Everyone likes stuff. Everyone likes a good "what if," right? So mochi time. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, that'd be so, I like this. So
0: I am here for this. Oh, yeah. you stop mochi time and you end up in classic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. There you go. And you can't get back because it's mochi. <laughs> <laughs> cuz it's Morchi. Morchi will keep you there.
3: Would <laughs> be funny if they actually did like um what is it? Like they were talking about Classic Plus where they were like basically thinking about, you know, doing new stuff in in Classic WoW and stuff like that. It'd be really funny if that's how they did it. Was they introduced Morchi time? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been a call for another revamp of the world cuz we haven't gotten like a you know, overarching revamp since Cata, so maybe this is this could be part of that. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I just think it'd be hilarious if you had Cromie and Morchi sitting right next to him, and if, and, <laughs> and if you just sat there, the two of them are just bickering back and forth, talking like you know, it's almost like the Rathian Anduin arguments that they had in Mist. Like, yeah. But g- give us Morchi and Cromie lovingly uh, bantering back and forth. I think that would be that would be beautiful. I mean,
2: we've gotten a lot of banter. They can definitely raise some good banter. So that could be really fun.
3: Yeah. And I think it would be really great since we already know that Morchi is, uh, has a really great cackle. And, you know, whenever you choose an alternate timeline to go uh, level through, I think it'd be hilarious if she just did that little little crazy cackle. like
2: (laughs) 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 Just like that.
3: Uh now you will go see Wrath of the Lich Queen, right? right. When it was actually Sylvanas <laughs> actually did kill Arthas and you know that that whole thing changed and she became the old Oh man, you go quest through Northrin where you have to stop Sylvanas. Oh, I mean, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more of that. It'd be really I need this. It would be really awkward though if you pl- if you're playing as a forsaken character, and you're like, uh <laughs> This is <laughs>
2: Oh like this, this is, timeline. This is different. <laughs> this is, a, this is a little this is a different take. Just a wee bit. Well, now that we have, we don't we don't know the all the outcomes of 1015. Not yet. Like it's PTR still pretty fresh. It's still being worked on. They're still releasing things, but we have an idea of what's going to happen. So, just as a quick, pure speculation to wrap everything up. I'm curious to see what you guys think is going to happen in 1017 and beyond. You know, we got a little bit of news today. Makes it a little bit easier to speculate. But what are what do we see happening in the future? Well,
0: um, I still remember being told that by the end of the first raid, we would know who the end boss of Dragonflight is going to be. So based on that, I still think it's Iridicron. yeah. And I am definitely leaning towards Galakrond Eurydicron, where it is a dragon riding
2: boss. Ooh, I'm all for that personally.
0: <laughs> I think it would be very ambitious. I don't know if that's really where they're going, but that's my current theory.
3: Yeah. Now, I, I definitely agree that Eurydicron probably is going to be the final boss uh, of the expansion in some way, shape, or form. 10 1, 7 Alright, so we get 10.1.7. That is basically going to be the almost like the pre-patch patch patch for 10.2. So, 10.2. What are we doing in 10.2? Let me see. So, we went underground to deal with Amorous and blah blah blah. Drakthyr. Drakthyr get their third third spec now. Nifty. That's cool. Um, I'm trying to think. What else have we gone through? I'm still kind of playing to catch up, but I don't really know what's coming. So... Uh, Emma dream we're going to the Emma dream because
2: uh, <laughs> right. why we're honestly that's what we're doing I think we are I really think we are so something we got like just today like we're starting to see more about what happens you know in this last quest line right and I don't know what happens all in the quest line but we're you know we're seeing the final cinematics and we're getting you know some data mine conversation stuff during that final cinematic for this patch Marithra's there she's part of the cinematic and when you go talk to her afterwards like so we see in the cinematic the glimmer of hope of the new world tree growing and when you talk to Marithra uh, she says such a small seed but fueled by hope and by love it thrives the time will come when it will leave the dream and come into Azeroth grown and ready to fulfill its purpose it was not until recently that I realized it too that I too have a purpose to fulfill. My flight needed an aspect. I have filled that role for years, afraid to acknowledge it. I did. Then mother, if if I did, then mother would truly be gone. But she is not gone, and I am not a child. It is my place to lead my flight, and I gladly do so. I, c- I can see us going to the Emerald Dream. Intend to.
3: My only question is of all right, we're going to the Emerald Dream. Neat. Why? I don't. That's the. I can't come up with a why we're going. Other than like, oh, we're dealing with the night elf in the tree and stuff. Like, maybe there's a problem. I don't know. Like,
2: maybe there's a problem with that tree.
3: I, don't know. I just can't, can't quite come up with the the why they're going to the Emerald Dream. Right? Is is Viranoth doing something right that we need to stop? Because we uh, we're already kind of dealing with Farak. I mean,
2: she's probably the, yeah, she's probably the next one to deal with. So I, c- I can see her being the one to mess with whatever's going on with that.
0: The one who looks the most like the Winter Queen. Exactly. And sounds like her. (laughs) Yeah. I still have a pet theory that she based her look on Elune.
2: That That would be really interesting. That would be interesting. It's possible. I like this theory.
3: So, do you have any speculation, Allie? Other than like you just agreeing with me that we're going to the Emerald Dream?
2: Well, I'm going to agree with you because A, it makes you happy and I like when you're happy. But B, I do think, uh, if not intend to then in 1025, 5 but I think I mean I know because I know we're supposed to also get some questing for the blue dragonfly and I I haven't seen enough to know if that's going to be this next quest line if that's going to be 10 one, 7 and then we get green dragonflight with 10 2 maybe and get your because I feel like the emerald dream is it's such a big concept and it has been throughout the lore I don't think it should be a 0.5 patch or 0.7 patch. Like I think that should be a ten, like a ten two or a ten three patch.
3: Yeah, I agree. I just don't know what we're doing because I don't know. I, I need I need more loon. I, I need more answers as to what the heck is up with the Right. We
2: need more answers for sure about loon. Right. And the first ones.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just the the that that part of it is just like driving me crazy because I don't know what's going on with that. So. Hopefully we go to the Emerald Dream and we get some of those answers. That would be that would be great. Thank you, thank you for that. That's okay. be really really it.
2: Do we have any any other else we want to bring up? I think we're I think we're good. I think so. Do you want to go thank the the patrons, Arjun?
3: Yes. So it is now officially the end of the show, everyone. As right. It's the part of the show where we say a quick thank you for all the patrons that support us and keep the show going. Uh, and if you would like to join their ranks and support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash live laugh lore. Besides saying thank you to all the patrons, we have to say a very quick and wonderful thank you to each and every one of the top patrons. Now, I appreciate this list because, uh, uh yeah, you'll, you'll see why. <laughs> So first off, we have Marjo. Thank you, Marjo. You're amazing, and I appreciate that. And I actually do have the audacity to think that you could handle spreadsheets. I do. I do think you do. <laughs> Next, it's gonna be Ickis. Ickis, how you doing, buddy? It's it's That's the best. Uh, and Sarith. Sarith is also here. How you doing, Sarith? Hey Ben. Next up, Nadun. Nedune is also here. And then here is the one that I was referring to. This is this is the one that I, I thought was a good one. Live laugh pun brought to you by Jin and viewers like you. <laughs> God, the pun episode pun, that was a, it was a great episode. Don't even, don't even <laughs> it was beautiful and it was, it was a divisive episode. You should, the, the discord was they were not everyone agreed <laughs> that, the, that the puns were good, but uh, uh, Kamari here he he liked the puns so. <laughs> All right, next up is Mud. Hey, Mud. how you doing? What's going on? You're the best. Chris, Chris Meller, also the best. Also the best. Uh, just so you know, everyone on this list is the best. Uh, there is no, I don't, I don't actually uh, think anyone is better than, than everyone, but you're all the best. Dungeon Master Burke. That's right. We're going to be playing some D&D coming up here pretty soon. Uh, not, not soon enough, but uh, it's, it's kind it's happening. Mike Smith, finally, wrapping up the brunch. And I wanted to just say thank you all. So there you go. Thanks, everybody, for being a patron. And all of you top patrons, every single one of you are, is just
2: the best.
3: Stories.
0: There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story.
2: The way we see things around here is that there's enough negative in the world in our day-to-day lives that we like to end every show with a positive story. So I found a story about one of the sweetest 77-year-old ladies I have ever heard. She lives in a retirement retirement home in Ohio, and people there say she's just she's an incredible woman, full of life, always thought of others. She decided to spend some time working on herself and, and her, you know, her, her older age here, and that included teaching herself to read at age 75, which that alone is just impressive. And she says she's working on cherishing herself and pursuing her own dreams. And one of those dreams was to actually celebrate some
1: self-love. An Ohio woman is taking self-love to a whole new level. 77-year-old Dottie, well, she is marrying herself. Ashley Kirkland has her story on the eve of her big day.
4: I'm nervous.
1: <laughs> like any other bride, a day before her wedding.
4: I think it goes on like this.
1: Dorothy Fideli has nervous jitters. I'm
4: excited. This is something new for me. I'll leave my walker.
1: These halls and walls of O'Bannon Terrace retirement home in Goshen don't typically see many blushing brides or weddings.
4: I never thought I'd look this pretty in a bride thing. It's emotional for me because this is something I've always wanted.
1: The 77-year-old whose friends call her Dottie will walk down the aisle to marry the love of her life, herself.
4: I have been with myself for 40 years. Something just came over me one day in church that you ought to do something special for yourself.
1: The mother of three and grandmother was married once in 1965 during a quick courthouse ceremony.
4: We just went to the test of the peace and I went home and he went to work.
1: She was divorced after nine years of marriage. Dottie says this time it's about something more.
4: Love, love is the most important thing in this world. And if you love God and love yourself, this world will be a rose, a fill of roses. You were my voice when I couldn't speak.
1: And she wants others who wonder if it'll ever happen for them to know one thing.
4: Well, if it's not in the cards for them, then there's something out there that will make them happy and find their self in life. And fulfill their soul. Because you love me.
2: So there we go. I I loved that story. because The big takeaway there is just it's important to love yourself. Very, very sweet old lady. She always wanted a big wedding. She her daughter did all the cooking and baking. They decked out the community room, the retirement home, made it special for her. And one last thing I do want to share uh, is she chose a white lily as part of a metaphor for cultivating self-love. And she said, everybody takes the outside of the lily and they live their life and they think they're happy and everything's going to be hunky-dory but they don't consider the inside, the little petals inside. That's what's important. Hmm.
3: That's freaking adorable. I like that story. It was.
2: <laughs> sweet, sweetest, sweetest little old lady. So there you go. So, it's important to love yourself, everyone. That That is the takeaway here.
3: That's beautiful. I like that. Well,
2: uh, there we go. Before we completely end the episode, it's great. Kitty, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It was such a blast to have you on and talk about all this great lore stuff. How can our listeners find you and your great work?
0: Oh, you can find me on Wildhead. Um, any article tagged Discordian Kitty, usually lost stuff. Thank you will. so
2: much for having me. I Thank really enjoyed it. It was so much fun to have you.
3: This was awesome. Thank you so much for agreeing to, to talk with us in all our ridiculousness that we get into. This was a lot of fun.
2: Anytime. <laughs> and there's a link in the show notes for her articles.
3: Yes, definitely check them out. They're fantastic.
2: Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash Joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lord. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint. And you can follow Ali at AliAndersK. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. Go cough and
0: cough. much.